as a recovering alcoholic, I can tell you that uh, the the way to actually fix a relationship with an alky baby, you should have <laughs> had, yeah, yeah, you should have had a bun in that oven, and that would turn him around. I'm that would have made you. him perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. That usually <laughs> fixes guys right up. Hello. Hi. Welcome to We Don't Deserve Dogs. I'm Dr. Lisa Lippman. And I'm Richie Redding. Uh, extra stoked about our guest Ridiculously today. Ridiculously stoked. She's a YouTuber, an influencer, a star of the reality show Before the 90 Days on TLC, and more importantly, a musician with hit singles such as her recent love song, Sit on My Face and Poop. <laughs> Stepankamata. Thank What's you. up? Not much. I uh, I'm just hanging with my dogs at home during quarantine, like I usually do. Supposedly, we're taking your podcast virginity. That is loco. I've been very afraid to do a podcast because I've been told all season long that I have one of the most excruciatingly annoying voices. So. <laughs> no way. <laughs> That's not true. Yes. I have vocal fry very badly mixed with like a valley girl voice. And just like I speak in a very weird accent. So I think I, I definitely don't have a voice for radio. Which actually brings us to my first point. The reason that we asked you to come on is to be mean to you. Because it seems like <laughs> in the comments on your pictures and your videos, people just don't have strong enough opinions. No, so. definitely not. I mean, you know... I've been trying to kind of buckle down on the mean comments on my social media because it was really overwhelming. I was at one point, I think I was canceled. And what do you mean? Someone like, I guess the internet unanimously like decided I suck. And, <laughs> <laughs> and they just, they came for me in droves and I had to like shut down my comments for a few days until like the mob rolled through and was like on to the next thing, you know? It was kind of, it was crazy. Yeah, and it's got, it has to be so overwhelming. Like the first day that I followed you, I just, it was like right after an episode and oh. I was just flipping through them and everyone was like, God <laughs> damn, yeah. chill, man. Yeah, but then you get to make amazing songs out of it, like sit on my face and poop. That's true, <laughs> that's true. I'm working on a new single called Clout Chaser. So that, that's going to okay. be a good one. I get accused of that a lot. So if you would, for our uninitiated listeners, give a 30-second explanation of the, the show that you were on. Okay. Um, so I was on Before the 90 Days. It is one of the many spinoffs of 90 Day Fiance, which is basically a show about lonely, slightly desperate Americans looking for <laughs> love abroad. And usually not succeeding. I mean, especially in my season, which, you know, before the 90 days is when the foreigner 
obliviously goes to a country they know very little about the culture and just try starting, you know, they just start trouble, <laughs> basically, because uh-huh. <laughs> they don't know how things work in those countries. Um, and it's just trying to build a relationship with this person that they've only really known online. And it's basically a recipe for disaster because, I mean, mm-hmm. who can who can really, truly, genuinely get to know somebody through the internet and then fly across the world and and have it be successful and without any drama. Yeah, well, kudos to you for picking a first world country in Australia. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes. We do actually have to wrap this up fairly soon because we have Usman, the Nigerian rapper, on next. No um, way. He has animals? No, no, that was a lie. That was a lie. <laughs> he has animals? That's a, yeah, goats. Yeah, we're going to talk about that goat that they bought. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, that would have been, that would have been way cooler than me. No. I get, I would get no. it if you guys had to leave me to go talk to him. Usman, aka Soja Boy, nothing to do with Soldier Boy, the rapper. Right. But uh, yeah, but okay, so Jermaine, to this program, um, you also are mother to a baby gorilla named Frank. Also known as a pug. And a lab mix named Milo, correct? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You grew up with dogs? I was always a cat person growing oh. up. I was like obsessed with cats. I was the type of girl who would buy like cat t shirts, cat mugs. I had like three cats and two of two of them tragically died. And it was after the death of my last cat, Bob Marley. They were in 9-11? <laughs> no, he had some kind of kidney issue. And I spent oh, $12,000 trying hey. to save his life and he died oh. on the operating table. Oh, can you so imagine? Sad. It was it was horrible. But you tried everything. It sounds like you can't say you didn't try everything. Exactly. I tried everything and I I landed in debt for like several years trying to pay this veterinary bill off. I think they scammed me, but oh. it was like <laughs> it was it was terrifying and awful to go through and that was kind of when I moved to California very briefly for about a year and something about being in California converted me into a dog person. And I was like, let me try this like dog thing out because like cats, you know, maybe are not for me. So <laughs> I, <laughs> I got a dog and I did it in like a way that I now look back and I'm like, that was sketchy. And I should, <laughs> I should. <laughs> Like, that's not the way to get a dog. And that way is Craigslist. So, yes. Yeah. You're not our first Craigslist. No, our uh, our very first guest, my buddy Matt Richards, strictly buys his dogs. Host of HQ Trivia. Strictly on on Craigslist. And he did it again. And I berated him for it. I, this puppy came with every single parasite under the sun and he just (laughs) did it again. So, yeah. His, it's like in Back to the Future when they're buying plutonium from the Libyans. Like, that's how he gets all of his dogs. It's at midnight out of a van at a Kmart parking <laughs> me? lot. Yeah. <laughs> me? Yeah. That was me. 
But you didn't know better. But now you say like you've Wait. learned from the folly of your ways. Well, I, I want to hear. I'm here for the similarities. Yeah. Let's let's hear it. Oh my gosh! So I was looking on Craigslist. I was living in LA, and I saw this photo of this little pug with his head turned over his shoulder, and I was like, "That's it. That's the one." But there were hundreds of pugs on Craigslist in Los Angeles at the time, and the woman was like, "I'm giving him away. It's a rehoming situation. He's not from a breeder or anything like that." Free for a fee? Yeah, free for a fee. Yeah. (laughs) And I met with her at like 10 o'clock at night in a Petco parking lot in Anaheim. And it was like a drug transaction. She handed me the puppy and a little bag of food and a small toy (laughs) and was like, here you go. And then she just left. And I texted her like a week later to tell her how the dog's doing. And she never got back to me. I'm like, did you even care about him? (laughs) So I don't know. It was weird. And how old was he? He was supposedly about five weeks old. Oh my God, that's Whoa. young. Yeah, that's also too young. Way too young, right? <laughs> but I I had no idea. I mean, they're, they eat, they start eating solid foods around like four to five weeks. So he's he was probably eating solid foods and fine, like, and fine to be with you. But like, and he's a pug, so he's sweet. But for socialization purposes, like mm-hmm. we usually keep them with their mom longer. But that's young. Most people who really care about their puppies won't adopt them out at five weeks. Yeah. Not that you can't take care of them. You can, but like- yeah, a good breeder would not do that. <laughs> Just I don't know where he came from. And I, you know, I actually ended up volunteering at Pug Nation in LA Aww, for a period Pug of time. Nation. I love them. They're such a great organization. And when I went there, I saw like the reper- repercussions of people backyard breeding because you see so many sick pugs that have so many crazy genetic disorders, health problems. And that's when I like saw the error of my ways. I was like, wow, don't buy dogs off of Craigslist because that promotes backyard breeding and just people steal dogs and can resell them on Craigslist. So that's why when I got Milo, my second dog, like four years later, five years later, I was like, I'm going to do this the right way. I'm going to go through a rescue organization. Oh, very cool. Good for you. What is Pug Nation? Is it just a pug rescue? Yeah. So they rescue pugs in LA and it's just pugs. Sounds like Disneyland (laughs) without the COVID. Yeah. It's like, (laughs) it's like Disneyland. It's seriously, it's, I mean, it's, it's a little smelly, obviously, because it's like a (laughs) warehouse filled with pugs. Lisa's immune to animal smells. Probably. Yeah. Me too. (laughs) My place (laughs) definitely smells bad. Um, (laughs) but it's amazing. This woman, she just runs this nonprofit pug organization. She's also from Connecticut, but she lives in LA and she just rescues pugs and has fundraisers for the ones that are really sick or dying. And it's just, it's, I mean, I wish I was that good of a person. <laughs> well, you have two dogs and you've rescued Milo. So what was the story? How'd you get Milo? Milo, I did, an, actually, I made another mistake, but not with the way I rescued him. I got you him. You got him on letgo.com? <laughs> <laughs> Lesson learned. <laughs> no, I, I did another uh, dog owning no-no. And that is I adopted Milo with a boyfriend and it was towards the end of the relationship and it was like you know a dog can strengthen a relationship but sometimes it could be a last ditch effort to save a relationship and I think that's what it was for us and we got this dog together and 
then all he did was drink all day and watch golf and never go anywhere with me and the dog. So it was me, Milo and Frank going to the dog park, the the state park every weekend by ourselves. And he'd be like, just at home chilling, drinking brewskis and watching golf. And I'm like, you wanted a dog with me, like partake in the dog ownership. But he didn't want, he didn't want to. As a recovering alcoholic, I can tell you that uh, the the way to actually fix a relationship with an alky baby, you should have <laughs> had, yeah, yeah. You should have had a bun in that oven and that would turn him around. I'm that would have made him perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. That usually <laughs> fixes guys right up. Uh-huh. Yeah. He would have grown into uh-huh. himself, I bet you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you should have gotten two dogs. I can't tell if you're being sarcastic. Yeah. <laughs> Very sarcastic. Only one way to find out. Get yeah. pregnant. I know. I mean, who knows? And I thought I thought the dog was going to change him. And for him, it was a novelty. For like a week, he was like, oh, this cute dog. He was actually Australian, so he was more like, oh, this cute dog, eh? And <laughs> What is it with you and these Aussies? I didn't yeah. know that. I have a problem. Uh, But but sounds like the dog did you a favor, though. I mean, Mm. really, Milo did you a favor. So thank God. And he's so freaking cute with his tongue hanging out of his mouth with a ball (laughs) also in his mouth. (laughs) He's amazing. We have to do some 90-day housekeeping, I feel like. We're mm-hmm. going to get back to Frank and Milo. Okay. You played with a kangaroo? I did. Please discuss. <laughs> it was large, and it was it was like a deer that had collapsed on itself. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's like very strange. I don't know. They remind me of deer. There's so many of them dead on the side of the roads in Australia. Crazy. So I was like, this is their version of deer. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. So it's only the the lady ruse that have pouches, right? Did you touch his pouch? I didn't. I feel like if I tried to like insert my hand into its pouch, it would have like tried to kick me. Or, or bite me. Yeah, and kicking is bad. Yeah, I was not wanting to risk any kind of, you know, I didn't want to end up in the hospital in Australia because of a kangaroo kicking my ass. So I was right. very gentle and cautious. I was actually more afraid of the koala that I held because mm. they had us put on these vests before they handed the koalas over to us. And I'm like, Why? They were like, they're, they're claws. I'm like, they're claws. Like, what do you mean? Like, is it going to like rip my eyes out if it gets pissed off at me or something? And in my head, I kept having these like intrusive thoughts of the koala, like, you know, like, (laughs) like attacking my face. That's not a chill experience. (laughs) But I also assume that, uh, Australian hospitals in the Outback just have a whole ward for Americans that got their ass kicked by a kangaroo. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, put him over there with the other ones. (laughs) A one, two punch. Okay. Second question about the show. Um, what time did you wake up every morning and do your hair? Because girlfriend was waking up first thing you were rolling out of bed with luscious curls. Thank you. <laughs> she just has amazing hair. We talked about this actually on DM. She said ever since, right, you were on medication for mm-hmm. your aplastic anemia. It's just gotten amazing. It is the most amazing hair. Yeah. So I'm on immunosuppressants and one of the major side effects is 
extreme hair growth everywhere on my face. Like <laughs> I have to shave my face and you know, my hair, we call that dermaplaning. Yes. I yeah. dermaplane. <laughs> dermaplane. You're on, you're on yeah. hair steroids. In air quotes. Something like yeah. that. Something like that. And my hair used to be very thin and brittle. And now it's like I have a horse mane on my head. And You're killing it. And yeah. it holds a curl. So what I would do is I actually, I only wash my hair like twice a week. I curl it and then it's good for like nice. five, six days. Really? Amazing. Yeah. So I, I thought for sure you were just pulling some TV magic on it, on us. Like I woke up like this, but you actually woke up like that. Of course. I mean, I, week Week one and a half in Australia, I had like given up. I was like, <laughs> I went, I went into ninety day like I'm gonna look fabulous, I'm gonna look great. Everyone's gonna think like, wow, what a stylish bitch she is. And like week <laughs> week one, I was just like, I'm an empty shell of a human, and I don't care if I look <laughs> like a potato. <laughs> I dude, that sucks so bad. Like being stuck there. I I went on a three day trip to Ireland and like in the airport on the way way there realized I wanted out. And it was like the most miserable three days that I've ever spent. I can't imagine having cameras on me knowing this isn't going to work out, (laughs) trying to, trying to make nice, but also just wanted to pull the parachute. Absolutely. It was, but thank God for dogs. There there were Dogs. dogs there. There were dogs. Oh, that yeah. makes it a little better. <laughs> yeah. little. So actually, so you touched on aplastic anemia. Um, mm-hmm. I, Lisa obviously knows way more about it than I do. I don't really know anything, but I, I do know that it's so serious that you went shark cage diving and you were more <laughs> concerned about the piece of plastic in your mouth than the shark in the water. Can you, <laughs> can you tell us a little bit about it? Absolutely. So I... I worry about viruses such as herpes because, or, you know, anything that's, that could be transmitted through saliva because I have such a low immune system and I have low neutrophils and I'm on immunosuppressants. So something that might just be fought off with someone else's healthy immune system, it's going to affect me a lot worse. And I actually, the entire trip in Australia, I had a horrific infected abscess on my tongue. And that was a lot of the reason like why I think I was a moody bitch because I was in pain the whole entire time. And I tried to, I tried to make it a part of the storyline. Like I don't want to make out with Erica because I have an abscess on my tongue, but the producers thought it was like too gross and that people didn't want to hear about it. So I was like, okay. (laughs) But that was a big part of why I was worried about the mouthpiece because I didn't want to like bring an infection into my mouth. And so many people had used that mouthpiece before me. It was like 20 people on that boat. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's definitely not horny time when you've got a a, mouth abscess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, nothing about that. Mm -mm. No, it was awful. But that's fine. Cause I mean, she was just wrong for you. She was just wrong, but whatever, but we don't, we're, that's not what this podcast is about. No, but yeah, we are here to discuss your dogs. Yes. And so Steph, I have prepared for you a Cosmo style personality test for your dogs so that our listeners may better get to know them. Are you game? Absolutely. Let's do it. Okay. Question one. Uh, On the Kinsey scale, one being the gayest, 10 being the straightest, where do they fall? 
I feel like you might be of particular expertise in this. <laughs> Ten. Just butch. Well, They're both. I think Milo is, no, Frank is butch for sure. Because he's like a tough little like, he's like a little bully dude, right? And mm-hmm. I think Milo is like a five. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Can you show your math a little? <laughs> I think that, you know, Milo, he's he's a little submissive. Okay. Frankie <laughs> Frankie is definitely the humper. He's the top. Oh, right. That's right. Yeah. He does. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he humps Milo. Every day. At least once a day. Yeah. I, a lot of people have messaged me about that concerned. Like, they're like, don't let him do that. And I'm like, but they love it. So I yeah. don't know. I feel like I'm not sure. If it doesn't bother you, then, well, ask the vet. I mean, if it doesn't bother you, then it doesn't bother me. Most people, it just, it just don't like it. So, yeah. you know, or it causes issues at like the dog park or anything else like that. But if it doesn't bother them and it doesn't bother you, I mean, then go for it. <laughs> I wonder if, to each their own. I wonder yeah. if there's money to be had if we it's could do for them. some kind of like prayer therapy for gay dogs. If we could, <laughs> if Christians would pay good money for that, if we could pray that humping away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think we could start something like that. Very sh- a la a la shameless. I, I've been yeah. yeah. I've been looking yeah. for a shady business to start in quarantine, <laughs> and they're into it. Yeah, See yeah. that. <laughs> They need saving. Oh my gosh, guys, what's going on? Uh, Listeners, you can't see. They are just humping each other's brains out right now, just vociferously going. They only do it in one place. They do it only in the yard, not inside. It happens in the same spot in the yard every morning. It's the daily hump. I call it. Okay. Sounds very jail-like when you say it that way. They only yeah. hump out in the yard. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Milo. What's up, uh, dude? <laughs> oh, hello, Very Milo. excited at this part of the and podcast. Did we say that Milo is a, he's a, a lab mix, I'm assuming? I did a DNA <sighs> test for Milo, and it came back with the craziest results. What, what, which DNA test? It was wisdom panel. Okay. So the wisdom panel is usually pretty accurate. But what did it come back as? Oh, shoot. Okay. It came back as 20% Labrador, 10% German Shepherd, 10% Great Pyrenees, 10% Jindo, 10% Rottweiler, 10% Golden Retriever, 10% American Bulldog. Uh, Whoa. Hold on. That's impressive that you remember that. That is is love for your son. That was without any (laughs) visual cues. That was list free. That was... That is true love right there. Because I told a lot of people. (laughs) 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 Repetition. (laughs) Well, because you're talking about him because you love him. Yes. Um, So what happens is he's probably, that's interesting, he's only 20, right? Because he looks so lab, right? And you Uh would have expected him to be like more lab. But what happens is when they get to be like a mix of a mix of a mix, then you start to get like really crazy things. It's interesting that he's probably like a lot of different mixes that just came out and mostly lab and that the lab is predominant in how he looks. Like it's taken over genetically how he looks, but maybe it's not a lot of his other features. So he probably really is just like a mix of a mix of a mix. And so it does start to get a little less accurate when they just are, he's like a mix of everything. He really is your your quintessential rescue mixy dog. So Mazel. it just looks like a purebred black lab. So 
<laughs> you hit the jackpot. That's great. Yes. yes. And uh, his personality is just so lab. He's just so goofy. Uh, Graham ability. How are they doing on the Graham? Frank is an eight. And Milo is like a two. No. Why? Milo, he just doesn't care about photos. He's like, he just wants his ball. He just wants, you know, to run around and play. But Frank, he's more statuesque. He he poses. And I feel that I get yeah. better photos of Frank. Also, because Milo is so black, it's like, it's hard. Sometimes it's like, it gets- I was just going to say. It gets what, lost. Do you, do you know that- Black dogs and cats get adopted less. That there, that actually is a phenomenon because they say it's hard for them. I don't know. They say it's like hard for people to see their eyes when they walk by the cage, or like, yeah, I guess maybe they don't photograph as well. Like all those reasons. But um, yeah, black dogs and cats don't get as adopted as well. So I guess it's not surprising that you would think he does less well. Although he's so funny. I love him with the ball in his mouth, with his tongue hanging out at the same time. That's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Looks really yeah. like a real dumb dumb. So happy. Savagery. Savagery. Mm-hmm. Frankie 10, Milo 8. Really? Pug yeah. is more savage than the <laughs> everything mix. Frank is a tough little shit. He is like, <laughs> that. he's the definition of pugnacious. He thinks <laughs> he's like a hundred pound dog. And Milo Fun. is kind of just like the sweet little goof who's very sensitive. He's like, if he was a Zodiac sign, which he is, he's a Virgo, but if he was like the personification of one, he'd be a cancer. Man, I totally get what you're saying. (laughs) 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 He's just a softy and he's sweet and he's very driven by his emotions. And, Mm. you know, all he cares about is like balls and hugs and laying in the grass. And Frank, he's, he's kind of annoying, but like in a good way. Like he's just... He's like the Beyonce of pugs. You know? Funny. He is beautiful. <laughs> well, it's like masculinity is toxic until somebody knocks a dude out for you. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I love this masculinity. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, physical stamina. Milo, 10. He is like a personal trainer for other dogs. He'll just, he'll <laughs> lead the pack. He's... He's the most fit dog. I feel like this dog should be scaling mountains with a mountaineer, but somehow he ended up with me, the most non-athletic dog owner. I feel like I do not do him any justice. Um, <laughs> and then and then Frank, zero. You bought him a house, though. You bought him a house with a pool and, like, stuff to do. So you you bought him a house. You you do things. Yeah, him. yeah. And, like, yeah. and honestly, the house, it was mostly for the dogs because I wanted them to have a yard. I wanted them to have the option for me to wake up in the morning with them and go into the yard and play fetch with Milo, which is his favorite game. That's great. And to put them in shark, uh, shark floaties, shark swimming vests and throw them in the pool. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Getting Chloe a house with a pool would just be yeah, the pool's for us. Yeah. Not for her. Uh, it, it's just <laughs> like. Our dog doesn't switch Yeah, it's like, well, there's about 200 square feet that I'm not going to come anywhere near. Yeah, That's no. <laughs> Yeah. But, yeah, Frank is for sure not athletic at all. He can barely walk upstairs without, like, 
That's a good impression. That's a good impression. Uh, How about problem-solving skills? Damn. I think... It's a polite way to ask how smart they are. (laughs) Yeah, right? (laughs) I feel like Frank is a seven. Milo is a five. The way I see their dynamic is, you guys ever watched the show Pinky and the Brain? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Milo is Pinky and Frank is <laughs> the Brain because Frank is always leading and he's always the one that's like kind of leading Milo into trouble. If there's a bag of treats somewhere, Frankie's the one that's like ripping it open for the both of them. And then <laughs> Milo's kind of assisting. He's the aide and he's the muscle. Um, usually, I don't know. I mean, like they get caught, but they never really get reprimanded. It's kind of like, it's kind of like, ah, but damn it, you're so cute. Fuck, okay. (laughs) (laughs) How about street smarts? How are they going to fare out on the mean streets of Connecticut? Frank, zero. He would not last (laughs) a minute. He would run into traffic or like eat a poisonous mushroom. Um, and- uh, Milo, 10, because he's actually a rescue from, like, the streets of Tennessee. So That's I imagine him, like, being, like, an alley dog with, like, a pack of other dogs that, like, you know, just hide outside of restaurant dumpsters at night and, like, get into food. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm sure his grandparents were, like, street dogs. Yeah. That's a romantic backstory. <laughs> painted. Very Lady like and Tramp, I was thinking, yeah. actually. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Special skills. I'm going to put Frankie at like a six and Milo at a five only because Milo knows one less trick than Frankie does. Which are? I, they know, you know, like sit. They know lay down. They know paw. They know bark. They know turn around. They know go to your room. Um <laughs> Frankie knows roll over, which Milo doesn't. Because mm-hmm. I, you know, it's kind of like when ki- when when parents have two kids, they like try really really hard to discipline their first one, and then the second one, they're like, ah, oh, whatever. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> you know. And with Milo, I was like, why do I need to teach you to roll over? Is it necessary? It was a pain in the ass with Frank, and I did it so it would look cool in front of my friends. But now I don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> There, there is no amount of obedience training that could get Chloe to to roll over on her no, back. She just, it's just not made that way. Mm-mm. And also, actually, fun fact for big dogs: um, some people say uh, that you shouldn't. They actually shouldn't roll over because it actually can for dogs who are prone to things like GDVs or that's like twisted gut, like or bloat, um, that it can induce that. Um, so I wouldn't. I I would avoid teaching big dogs to roll over anyway. Penultimate question, how bougie are they? Frank, nine. Milo, three. <laughs> I feel okay. weird. I feel like I'm, lo- I'm ranking Milo low on everything, but they're just such different dogs. So like Frank has flown business class to like Switzerland. He stayed <laughs> in like fancy resorts in Palm Springs. He's like been everywhere. He's traveled better than like some people that I know. And I think you say most people. It's, yeah. it's safe to say most people. Most yeah. people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, have you not gone business to Zern? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but Milo, he hasn't really been anywhere except West Virginia. 
on a road trip. <laughs> so. I think that brings him down a notch. Brings <laughs> him down a notch on the scale. Maybe he was it Groundhog Holler, West Virginia, by any chance, where my mom no. was born? No, 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 no. Okay. I don't even know where we were. It was like somewhere in the middle of nowhere. Uh, final question. This will round out our uh, our personality quiz. Cock blocking skills. Frank ten. Milo. Ten. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Major coitus interruptus. I mean, it's there was a time where I was like, I'm never having sex again. Like, <laughs> I need to just say goodbye to that. Because like my dogs <laughs> sleep in bed with me. And anytime, like even before when I was dating, when I lived in New York, when I just had Frank by himself, I would have people over and you know, we would try to have some like alone time just to just to talk. And <laughs> It wasn't even possible because Frank, he'll just go like, he'll scratch at the door and he'll go. "Ah, ah, ah," And it's like, (laughs) and he will not give up until he literally like shreds the bottom part of the door. It's like insanity. And when he sleeps with me, he needs to sleep pressed up against me and no one else can be near me. So like mm-hmm. I have basically like accepted that I'm going to be alone forever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're not alone though. You've got the dogs. I think that's perfectly reasonable. Yeah. Well, maybe the next relationship you get into is going to be on the show. It's me or the dogs. <laughs> oh God. Oh God. It'll always be the dog. Okay, Steph, so any any veterinary questions? I've had a lot of people recently call me out on something that they saw in one of my Instagram stories. And that is that I feed my dogs grain-free kibble. So like, is it really bad? What should I switch them to if it is? Okay. Okay. Good question. Yeah. So you are referring to the fact that they've been doing studies since I think 2015, where they've found about, I think it's somewhere like around almost 300 dogs, 200 and something dogs that have had a very severe form of heart disease called dilated cardiomyopathy. And they think that this is linked to potentially grain-free food. Now, it's not a lot of dogs over a long period of time. Um, and like the whole world eats, eats the whole whole dog world eats grain-free dog food because that's what the consumer has demanded. However, dogs do absolutely fine with grains. There's only one subset of Irish setters who actually is documented to have like a grain-free pathology, like a Crohn's disease in people. Other than that, other than that, like one small subset of Irish setters, there's actually no documented um, dogs having uh, uh, like true allergy or difficulty with grains. So there's no reason that we can't feed dogs grains. Um, I mean, I could talk about this for forever, but the bottom line is we, so we don't know about the grain food dog food and we don't know if it causes heart disease. And we don't know if it's the fact that the food is actually grain free or the fact that in grain free dog foods, they tend to substitute a lot of legumes like peas and lentils and stuff like that. And that may block the production of taurine, which is needed for heart health. Anyway, it doesn't really matter. Long story short is there's no reason to feed a dog grain-free. 
So I would, I mean, again, I think it's very unlikely that the dogs would have a problem. Um, but just because we don't know and we're not sure, I, my recommendation would be to switch to a dog food. Either that is like very high, like the, some of the fresh frozen foods um, or uh, that has like a good protein source and is supplemented with protein. Um, but like due diligence for me would be to say that, you know, switching to a food with grains is diligent. As far as what to switch them to, I mean, oh, there's, um, I always say it's like religion, politics, dog food, because just like you see, people are coming at you with like what to feed your dog. It's so emotional. People get so emotional. Also, in in terms of your haters leaving comments, I mean, that is really just the nicest bad comment I've, I've ever heard them <laughs> make. You can <laughs> yeah. also direct them to me. I could use some more followers. So anyway, um, so, um, so yeah, so people get very emotional about what they feed their dog. And there's basically three types of food. There's raw diets, which I am not a proponent of because there's no proven benefit to raw and all the risks, especially for you, Steph. Steph, you cannot do, I would implore you, the risk of E. coli, salmonella for somebody who's immunosuppressed, um, has kids in the house. The other thing is people who feed their dogs raw can never make them a therapy dog because they shed so much E. coli and salmonella. So and there's no proven benefit. So I'm not a fan of raw. We're not doing that for you. Definitely not for somebody with aplastic anemia. Oh my God. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that's raw. And then there's kibble. And so I don't kibble shame. I think that it's super convenient for a lot of people. And I have a lot of dogs who do just fine on it. Um, if you're going to feed a kibble, I would do one that has grains and is one of the bigger three actually corporate sort of like either hills. I, I'm a big fan of Royal Canaan for the kibbles. I think Royal Canaan um, Hills or Purina Pro Plan. Um, but I, I would personally choose Royal Canaan. That's just, I like them as Use company. code Royal Canaan slash Dr. <laughs> Lisa. Yeah, I would. <laughs> um, this is so unlike you. You're plugging but, shit without getting paid I'm for it? Yeah, I'm not. Who even are you right now, dude? I would tell people. Get the coupon I will tell people. Code. I will always tell people. And I'll tell people what I feed, what I do for, I'll always tell you what I do for my own dog. Yeah, you know? what she and does for Chloe is she suckers me into <laughs> cooking up freaking livers and gizzards and shit. Yeah, I do that uh, too. I can and okay, so I do three things for my dogs. I cook them chicken. I boil it. I also have a farmer's dog subscription and okay. I add the kibble. So it's like, Three freaking things. They have like a three course meal. It's ridiculous. Yes. Yeah. So that's the other, the other food option is fresh frozen, which I am a big fan of. And that's what we feed Chloe. So just food for dogs, the farmer's dog, nom nom now. Um, you know, I really like, I, I really like the fresh frozen because it has no preservatives. You keep it in your fridge. The issue is Milo and Frankie are in amazing shape. So that's, and it's so important for a pug, obviously, to be in good shape. But when you start to mix all of the foods, some people just can't keep track of like their weight, but they're very sexy. You have nothing to worry about there. So thank you. So yeah, so that's my opinion is I'm a big fan of the fresh frozens, but if you can't go to kibble, don't feed raw. That's the long and short of it. And the fact that like with the grain-free foods, we just don't know for sure, but there's no reason that dogs can't eat grains. So why not just switch it? If you do switch. You could also just reply to those comments, SMD, and then block. <laughs> <laughs> you <know>. SMD. <laughs> I feel like I want to listen to them because most people were really constructive and I'm not one of those people who gets like 
super offended by people telling me how to parent my dogs. Although somebody did message me and was like, you shouldn't be letting your dog hump the other dog. It's inappropriate. And I'm just like, but they're so (laughs) happy. (laughs) And And that's when you point them to my conversion therapy. (laughs) (laughs) Pastor Richie is ready to save some dogs. (laughs) All straight dogs go to heaven. Okay. That's... If you're going to switch them, make sure to do it slowly over five to seven days. So first day, like 90% old dog food, 10% new dog food, day two, 75% old food, 25% new food, then, you know, and so on. So that they don't get like diarrhea or vomiting and you think it doesn't work. So yeah. So that's what I would say about that. That's my recommendation. Okay. Well, you have been every bit the fantastic guest that we knew that you would be. And there is only one thing left to do, and that is to determine if you, Stepanka, Stephanie, if that is your real name, Mato, <laughs> deserve dogs. You know what it is. It's time for a quiz about dogs and shit. Okay. Quizzy time. Um, so it's, this is best out of three. You need two out of three to win to, to deserve your children. Um, question one. If a female ferret goes into heat, she has to be brought out of it or she faces serious health risks. She either needs to get the D or what they call a Jill jab, which is a hormone shot to bring her out of estrus. If she doesn't get either of these, she will develop what potentially deadly disease? Aplastic anemia, B plastic anemia, or Ghislaine Maxwell didn't die of COVID-19. All right, I'm going to guess aplastic anemia. That is correct. Yes. Um, That is true. They will develop aplastic anemia and die. Okay, you've got one out of three. You're off to a good start. Question two. In hopes of finding pictures of your dog, I googled the term baby gorilla named Frank. You can imagine my disappointment when all I found was a baby gorilla named Frank. (laughs) First of all... He looks strikingly like a pug, and I can see how you mistook him as such. But how much did actual Gorilla Frank weigh at birth? 13 ounces, 13 pounds, 13 kilos, or 13 stone? Which is the goofy British measurement. At birth? At birth. 13 ounces? Oh, I'm sorry. It was 13 pounds. It but he didn't, he didn't weigh 13 pounds at birth. Oh, in that video. baby gorilla. Oh, shoot. Uh, oh, see, you, you misspoke. She misunderstood the question because of you. <laughs> You're always <laughs> taking the girl side. See, this is why we can't have a sister-wife situation yeah. because it's always going to be the two of you versus me. And what we need is a real deal, a, a, a real tiebreaker. Uh, we're going to have to listen back to this. But oh, okay. Sister well, either- <laughs> is still the best show. <laughs> either way. Dang. Uh, you're one for one, and this is tense now. All right. This oh, is gosh. This is down to the wire. Oh, my God. Okay. Finally, for your third question, let's talk about a guy that doesn't deserve dogs. I'm talking about Tom Brooks of Tom and Darcy. <laughs> The, the man that wormed his way back onto this season of Before the 90 Days just to fat shame his ex in exchange for some screen time. <laughs> the best part of Tom was his English boy dog, Boyce, or Boise. But Tom sold Boyce about six months ago. Why he do that? 
Was it because the bulldog's wrinkles reminded him of what Darcy and her sister would look like without Botox? <laughs> was it because oh my God. There, was, there was a new British TV show about selling dogs? To pay for a real-life sex doll that looks exactly like his ex, Darcy, or does Darcy look exactly like the sex doll? Or question four, or, or answer four, was it because him and his sister run a dog breeding kennel in England? I'm going to go with the last one. <laughs> that is wow. correct. Yeah, they're freaking dog breeders. I didn't know that they yeah. were dog breeders he, and of bulldogs of all things. And he tried to sell the same Ugh. dog three months earlier but pulled the ad. And on top of that, on top of that, he went on a show about getting married and he didn't even end up getting married. Like – who does that? Who does that? <laughs> <laughs> but Me. It turns out that you you deserve dogs. Deserve dogs. Yay. Yay! You Thank are the that. winner. We knew oh. that. What a relief! Uh, this was you're the best. Yeah. <laughs> uh, where can people find you? The internet. Oh yeah. <laughs> she be on there. Just Google. Yeah, she be on there. <laughs> <laughs> Just type my name into Google. Now, I'm on Instagram. I'm on YouTube. Just look up Stepanka or Stephanie Maddow or, you know, weird chick from before the night. No, Aplastic Anemia. I'm the poster child. So if you look up Aplastic Anemia, you'll find me. (laughs) All right. And don't forget to check out that hit single, Sit on My Face and Poop. It's a You are musically talented. That's pretty impressive, actually. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. You guys know, if you can find me, everything is at Richie Redding. And thank you for so many of you that are sending me messages that you bought my album, number one album of the year. means a ton to me. Glad you're having fun with it and working on the next one. Yep. At Dr. Lisa Littman. That it. That it? That it. All right. That it. (laughs) Thanks, guys. Thanks, Apparently, that's how we end. (laughs) Bye. Thank you so much for listening to We Don't Deserve Dogs. I'm Richie Redding. And I'm Dr. Lisa Lippman. Yeah. And you can find both of us at our respective handles, those exact names, at Richie Redding, at Dr. Lisa Lippman. And uh, I just want to give special thanks to our editor, of course, who is Jordan Aaron, and our executive producer, King Joffrey himself, Jeff Umbro, of The Podglomerate. And you can find more of their shows at thepodglomerate.com. Some of the music in this episode comes from Breakmaster Cylinder. Make sure to check out the sponsors you heard in this episode because that really helps provide the show to you free of charge. Let them know we sent you. It also really helps people to find the show if you rate and review on Apple Podcasts or share an episode on socials. Tag us at We Don't Deserve Dogs and let us know what you thought. We'll see you next week when we return with another episode of We Don't Deserve Dogs. All content provided on We Don't Deserve Dogs is for informational purposes and entertainment value only. None of the content on We Don't Deserve Dogs is intended to constitute third-party veterinary advice or any other third-party professional advice. The content We Don't Deserve Dogs distributes or transmits should not be considered as a substitute for any type of professional veterinary advice. Nothing on We Don't Deserve Dogs is intended to be used as a veterinarian's diagnosis, veterinary treatment, or any other veterinary service and should not be relied on to affect the medical therapy of any pet. Nothing transmitted to or from We Don't Deserve Dogs can replicate a true doctor-patient relationship between yourself and a veterinarian. Your dependence on the content of any information found on or transmitted by We Don't Deserve Dogs is at your own risk. For veterinary care and advice, please see your veterinarian. The Podglomerate. A Sonic Universe.